0: Everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef Podcast from the Creators of Reading. We, we are talking about season 19 of Top Chef, Top Chef Houston. This is episode three titled Noodles and Rice and Everything Nice. I am your host, Alex, back in Hollywood, California with Megan. Hey dude. Hey Alex. Welcome home.
1: Thank you. Did you
0: miss podcasting last week?
1: Yeah. But I enjoyed listening to your guys' uh podcast. Everybody's really, really
0: super fun. Everybody yeah. such a great job. Too. Yeah. And it is nice to get to listen just to be just to be a fan. Like, oh, what great points everyone's making. <laughs> um, it was such an awesome job. And I really appreciate uh, uh, you guys saying such nice things about us as thanks for
2: making it look hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that. It, it, makes, it makes me think that maybe I was doing it just wrong. Fundamentally, <laughs> if, if it's not hard for you, maybe I'm just like putting too much like back into it.
0: Well, also, you you I, you were noticeably less silly. I was like, oh, this is Ezra in work mode. He's focused. He's not don't, trying to mess this up. He's trying to keep the it. tracks. It was fun. Um, Really, really good job. So very good insights. We have a couple of missed riffs that I want to catch up on in a second. But let me introduce everybody. First up, <laughs> freshly oh, off. Are,
3: are you going to correct us on, like, missing <laughs> puns and jokes last week? Yeah.
0: There's just a yeah. few jokes Alex that got left on like the table. Every time uh, I've done this before. It's fine. I, okay. <laughs> I just took some notes while I was gone. Um, No, I just had a couple of ideas that I, the things that I yelled while I was listening, I get to say (laughs) on the next episode. Um, So our uh, big thanks to our fill in host, but joining us again back in his more comfortable chair from Northern California, it's Ezra. And of course, Sarah. Good morning. Hello. How are you guys doing? Hanging in. Hanging in. Good. Um, Pastries. Oh, you're back to pastries. Yeah. You didn't get as many when you were hosting. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you got pastries back. Um, also joining us from Brooklyn, New York, it's Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. And from lovely Burbank, California, it's new Sarah and Kyle. Hello. Good morning. If hey. Hearing you
1: clicking in the background, it's our daughter playing with a toy, but she's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's got the dangles above her bed. It's fun. Um, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have we have new babies to the show and fewer Disney movies, so it's things are like progressing, I guess. Everyone gets to, like, live with our families. It's super fun. Um, let's talk about Top Chef, though. Um, oh, actually, first, let's do some misriffs riffs from last week's episode. Okay. So, first of all, um, I was a little interested. You guys were talking about the football uh, challenge, obviously. And we did not discuss just how insane it is that that was a high school football field. It's too big. It's too nice. It was
2: crazy. Oh, well, I I, mean, yeah.
0: W- I, w- we talked about it off air before
3: and, like, just... Mm-hmm got past it but it's not just a high school it's not simply a high school football field <laughs> it's a high school football field for a school district so right. like high schools play there but it is shared by every school still right. okay that's but in- that's insanely big it's like big that's enough two for the,
1: it's the whole district is going to show up at once is the idea yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it just seems like maybe I—I I always assume from my experience with high schools that if you're putting that much work into the into the stadium, you're you're not also putting that money into biology textbooks. Like no. usually, that is at the expense of academics. I'm not um, sure that school district has biology.
3: <laughs> right. That I
1: don't want to presume, but it is a lot of money for one particular area of your school that's not inherently academic.
0: Um, also when you guys were talking about tattoos, um, the lack of visible tattoos on people, I do feel like we, d- you didn't discuss God's favorite restaurant who has a dagger on the side of his head above his ear. He's got a visible underhair tattoo. Oh,
1: what? we simply call him Noma. It? No,
2: missed that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Noma. Yeah, Noma God's it is restaurant.
1: big. I have, I have noticed that. And I, the first time I saw it, here's how big of a nerd I am. I thought it was a letter opener. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it is. Pen is mightier, Sarah. So your weapon is just as scary. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is what he got. He got for the classic art of letter writing.
1: Yeah, just a badass
0: chef who writes letters, tattoos it on. That's great. Um, And then lastly, my idea was during the um, uh, one of the letter writers had suggested um, an Astros cheating challenge. Sure. Just wanted to suggest my idea for that cheating challenge to celebrate the Astros winning the World Series through dirty means is chefs in teams of two that have to work together, but they can only communicate through banging trash cans on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's yep. So you do your dish and you're like, bum, 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 and then the other is like, oh, I got to do that part. And, bum, 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 bum.
4: Okay, let's just pause <laughs> and, and sort of dive just a little deeper on that. Yeah. What are you communicating by banging on the trash can? I mean, uh, where the hot, the
2: hot behind
0: meat
4: is
5: yeah,
0: where, the, where the meat <laughs> is where it it under
5: the grill, yeah. <laughs>
0: for yeah. example. Yeah. Inside, outside fastball curve. I mean, you get whatever yeah, five
3: options. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it'd be a competitive challenge where you'd have teams of two, but there's two separate kitchens and there's one cooking chef and one spying chef and like the mm-hmm. other like so each oh, yeah. each one is like spying on the other teams and trying to communicate things that they can do by banging a trash can right and they have to you come have, up with you their watch own the teams
0: cook through a telescopic lens really far away and then you communicate that with trash cans.
3: But it's it'd also be a thing where there if – right, let's say there's 12 <laughs> contestants, uh, chef-testants remaining. Six k- chefs are cook- cooking in two separate kitchens connected by one long hallway where you can hear from kitchen to kitchen, but you can't say anything. So right, in right. each kitchen, the other – uh, all right. No. So six. 12, <laughs> okay. Three. This three is chefs. almost as complicated as the football yeah, challenge. Is, yeah, nearly I, as convoluted. And so uh, all there's right. 12 chef testants, six teams of two. Each kitchen has okay. three ki- chefs cooking and they're yes. cooking, mm. trying to. Cu- I don't know what there is to like gain information on, but there's three chefs cooking in each kitchen. Three chefs not cooking who are equipped with a large trash can and a a broom. And (laughs) each team has to come up with a communication method to know how they can spy and communicate based on what's going on in the other kitchen. But it's basically six people wailing on trash cans trying to figure out some, like, uh, something, uh, something, something like, some way of communicating. But it's just a bunch of trash cans being beaten all at the same time.
0: Uh, as long as the astros have an asterisk that's all that i care about that's worth it um just us talking about it to remind everybody uh your trash can that trash can challenge would work kyle um lastly jay number one asked us to describe the best wildlife we saw on our hike last week None. tragically devoid even the captive burrow named jake or whatever jackson jackson, jackson
2: the burrow Jackson was, the
0: was not was not available yeah, um, we were at the uh, outside of Las Vegas in the in the Red Rock area, and there is ostensibly wild burrows. But my feeling is, if there are no wild burrows around, you should put a little drapery over the sign that says wild burrows, because otherwise I'm going to expect them and see nothing okay. and be very disappointed. Ezra, Ezra has, has his hand hand up. Yeah, yeah,
2: what do you got? What is a burrow other than like yeah, a I hole? I originally,
3: yeah, because
4: Alex was saying burrow
2: a like a burrow, burrow yeah, animal. Oh, Sorry. Burrow, oh, you know, a dumb yeah. burrow, a Sorry, wild burrow. R, I I yeah. didn't know, Alex.
3: When you don't roll the R, it makes us sound like you're talking about a hole.
2: Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> this wild, this wild hole. I couldn't find that hole.
0: There was none of those, but also, I mean, there was supposed to be wild horses and wild burros, and there was none, <laughs> and it was a real disappointment. We didn't even see a lizard. Did you find a burrito?
4: Or a desert
0: <laughs> Or a desert they, oh, They kept promising us tortoises everywhere around this hike, they no tortoises. They were supposed
1: to be crossing, but
0: they weren't. They weren't. It's oh, a oh, long time. It seemed it had like had been a been chipmunk, like, though. So no, anyway. that's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, the chipmunk was cool, a little desert chipmunk. It was
3: it was all right. I went to Montana um, this summer and went to a prairie dog town, and let me tell you, that
0: was a town of prairie dogs. I love mm-hmm. a prairie dog town.
1: They have whole societies,
4: they really do.
0: Yeah, they and they're so attentive, and they they work as a team. Um, it's very it's very very fun. All right, so no, that is uh, that is our uh, all the work we need to do for last week. But now let's jump into episode three. So the chefs are joined by season three champion uh, Miami winner turned Silver Fox Hung, a.k.a. the reason we all own Cleavers. Right. I always say it's that. First time back. <laughs> yeah. yeah been, he's not made a, a lot of
5: appearances
0: on the show. I didn't Uh-oh.
5: recognize him at all. Actually, Ezra
4: did. I
0: think it, I, I liked the hair. I thought his hair looked cool. Oh, hair looked tremendous. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Do you think that yeah. was natural or did he dye his hair silver? Is this like a Phoebe Bridger situation?
0: I was hoping you guys could tell me because I thought it looked like the roots were still black, which I think would be the other way. But I don't know enough about graying. I have a I, guess. Yes, please.
1: I'm. I was willing to bet that he was going gray and decided just to go all the oh, way yeah. mm-hmm. while classy. while his hair was was transitioning into a new phase of its life, like <laughs> uh, many people of a certain age choose to do. That, that was my. I think thought that's a great
0: idea.
3: It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just That's seems very so possible. silver. That it was yeah. really
1: good, though. Yeah, it, yeah.
3: It, it's not bad. It's just it, it was unnaturally silver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Mr. Fox, uh, Silver Fox, was here. Liquid like to... Night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned the night, because this week's challenge was all about the Asian night markets. Um, Houston has a famous one, although it's been um, uh, obviously scaled way back for COVID. But according to the Houston Cron, is coming back just in time. We actually just found out that their Asian night market is coming back soon. Um, But uh, just because, uh, just like everyone else had to do, Top Chef had to create their own bespoke, COVID-safe Asian night market. That was their job, um, which, as far as I could tell, was not a market. It was really just like every other food event they do, but at night. It it was a a mini... it
3: was a Top Chef challenge. It was a it was Top just Chef. A top like, Chef intense. Call.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but after dark. Mm.
3: And has have we not realized that every Top Chef challenge has been a night market for the last nineteen right. seasons? All <laughs> <Pearl market. laughs> Daytime, <laughs> night
2: markets.
0: Secret <laughs>
3: I've been secretly doing daytime night markets all this time. A New Orleans Halloween night market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A classic challenge. <laughs> Host, Michelle. Hosted by Miss yes. Lee Michelle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, um, it was, I, I was nice that because they couldn't go to the night market because it was down at the time, that they brought in a lot of the chefs from Houston from their the night market to make a fake night market inside. But then when they did the challenges version, yeah, it was just people cooking like every other challenge well
3: the Um, night market felt more like an exhibit at a food museum it's like the (laughs) the hall of houstonian asian foods and like the 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 museum curators that are just sitting there all day making like crudités it looked
1: really cool i do wish i i felt like i only got the names of about half the restaurants though which kind of Mm -hmm. bummed me out i really wanted to like (laughs) Know each of the restaurants, and I know that's not the point of the episode, and they probably had to edit a lot out. But I was like, "But what's that place?" It's kind of like the the Pike's Place Market challenge in yeah. Seattle, where they just kind of um, they put it on the screen really quick. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. have there's to, so much like, good really stuff. <laughs>
2: stuff. Flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So little yeah.
4: Little. The stuff was really good, though. I love that you know, for a challenge like this, um, they really took the extra effort to like have the the chefs from the actual restaurants come mm-hmm. do a food demo have some interaction with the chefs talk to them about you know these cuisines and like really you know it's not just like hey we're letting you guess what african food is this you know week it's well, like, yeah. you know, they,
0: even, they even had this fun thing where they'll tell you what not to do and you can do it anyway if you want to do bad yeah that yeah. was fun <laughs> hey buddha
3: <laughs> there's um, the uh, moment where evelyn was like hey i know all these chefs and the question that came through my mind is like are the chefs there jealous that Evelyn made it? Or are they like, glad we don't have to go on a TV show. We're just
0: independently successful and representative of our <laughs> city's cuisine. One, yeah. <laughs> I, it's a great question. I don't know. If, if you applied for the show and didn't get on, but then they were like, but you can cook for free and educate the people who are better than you. That would I be mean, a bummer. I think it that can't be it's for like free. Less stressful. For well, sure, not, not for free also. But
5: no, yeah. they have That's to a have. Question. a question question. If any of you were an amazing... Top-rated chef, would you actually volunteer to go on Top Chef? I think
1: I would.
0: I think, I think the dream. Wait, you'd, you'd compete, Sarah? No, or no, you'd no. Show up and I, do no, a no, fake no. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not
1: competitive. competitive. <laughs> oh. No, no,
0: no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would show up and demonstrate, um but I would no, never. Compete yeah, I ever. think that's
0: the dream: is to be good enough that you're a judge or a helper of some kind or a mentor, and not actually have to compete on the show. Because this this seems like a We watched that one phone call. Um, where she or yeah. Sarah seeming um off balance emotionally from the or from the um about her own confidence level. It's just like such oh it's so hard. Week 3. Oh.
2: Pick your game up, Sarah. I no, <laughs> but, I would totally do this because I think there's actually a very good model for the kind of chef that I want you know would want to be obviously. You'd uh, be Sam you don't King. care about winning. Yes, and you just <laughs> you just want to As was pointed out I think by by a, a commenter uh, yes. that we'll get to in the mailbag. But yeah, yeah. like like you can just you can just go there to, to 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 be yourself and make friends, and that's totally fine. Like you don't have to win at all.
0: Yeah, you you do you not have a- to win. That is the thing. There's no rule that says you have to win.
1: Oh God, yeah. we have to, to get deep- in. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's dive deeper into this challenge. So before um, they cook uh, outdoors after dark, first they have to navigate around Houston to various specialty markets in a very specific product that was placed there for their driving purposes that I will not mention by name because they did not pay me anything. But I'm just putting it out into the world. It was an Audi A4, right? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just wondering the world if the people good people at Bavarian Motor Works want to give me a car to drive during the podcast I am willing to do
2: it was it a will Toyota you wait, you Camry will... hybrid <laughs> <laughs> Alex hold on will you drive the car while podcasting cuz that sounds incredible <laughs> that's if that's safe. what they want I will do it will you do it around laps like like uh, we start the podcast right and we have to like make like 10 jokes by the time you like do like 10 laps around the track and then you like you come oh, all that, away yeah. the way oh, in classic like that. Yeah, Tom I loved that fire, or not, or yeah. last chance. it was a last yeah. chance yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm so going to go outside and drive, you cook if, yeah. if
5: anyone's listening we only require four of those cars mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and your advertising dreams will come true
0: You <laughs> and, and also if anyone's listening super closely I implied one would be enough um, <laughs> <laughs> but also the chefs, I forgot to mention this the chefs had to draw cleavers for which cuisine they're going to make a hundred plates of uh, Buddha, Luke, and Sam were all making Indian food. Ashley, Monique, and Jay with Chinese food. Jackson, Evelyn, and Sarah at Vietnamese. Damar and Nick got Japanese. And Joe and Robert got Filipino. And one of knife those...
2: Block. What? what did I you know. say? Knife block? Knife block? Oh, knife I- block. I- Thank you. I'm also realizing, guys, that we have a missed opportunity, right? Like, we could have trained, like seasons and seasons of fantastic knife throwers if just after every knife block they just chucked the knife at something right like you could have had like all these championship knife throwers like you know in the world that we just missed out on because they just they just put them back okay sam um so
0: (laughs) you you don't have to win as that's the key to podcasting there's no rule you do have to throw the knife (laughs) um in the in the in the results world nick is devastated at first to draw japanese cuisine and then since he's never cooked it before but then in a moment of a fantastic moment of international understanding he finds out that japanese food sometimes includes fried chicken and he just sighs and goes fine i'll crush it and he does and he puts a little peach miso on top and tom is the happiest we've ever seen him god man tom when he gets a moist crispy fried chicken boy what a happy little boy he is is that a
3: secret thing that like Has never explicitly been said there's been a number of fried chicken challenges and they have like strong thoughts about how they fry things but based on the popcorn chicken or the popcorn rattlesnake and last chance kitchen last week the fried chicken here
0: have we just never realized that Tom loves fried chicken. It was, Seattle did a whole fried chicken episode with uh, yeah. Airport puck on it. I, I feel like people should know that by now.
2: He talked a lot about it, but that but was just
0: a, that was one
3: challenge and never like it d- didn't have like a personal connection for Tom in that episode. I felt right. I just wonder no, sure if there's but a, also the frying was
4: deeply uneven in prior challenges. Like we well, had yeah. those little yeah. yeah.
0: portable fryers that you would bring to an Asian night market. That's the most interesting right. so, thing about so this. hard to work with. Yeah, I but was really it,
1: impressed. He pulled it off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: It was fantastic and like good karage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really solid job. Also, on the top, Evelyn also fusions wait, herself wait, with a salad a- on a quick karage question.
3: Do you think it's Please. possible that karage might be better to make in a night market? And this, like, is that typically done in a wok or in something that's like smaller than a typical, like, fast food fried chicken, like, dunk basket?
4: Uh, my only knowledge of it is that the batter is rice flour based, I okay. believe, for karage. So it may just like uh, get crispier faster. Yeah. But, I you know, I I'd guarantee yeah. you that a small fryer isn't easier to work with under any
0: circumstances yeah. because no, the, it's temperature so, just the temperature drops. keeping the temperature. Yeah. Time it's time. so hard. Right. Um, I'm not familiar with karage. So it is a uh, this is a Japanese way of frying food. Mm hmm. It's different, different from tempura. And these, are, these are questions, not answers.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like a. It's 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 much more. It's like popcorn chicken is more like the the vibe yeah. than like than like, than the puffed out uh, kind of uh, right, right, like right. Tempura, like and battery I think, thing. Uh,
3: Chef Shota in Seattle has a karage restaurant. That's what he had opened. That's uh, what he was like selling a lot during last season. And I think that's what he had pivoted from as like a sort of pandemic uh, restaurant.
0: Oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it it works spectacularly well for him. Also at the top, as I mentioned, Evelyn fusions herself with a salad on a cracker situation and then a little avocado creme on top. Plus, she managed to shuck her own rambutan, which looks like if you crossed an orange with an anti-submarine mine. That's a cool.
2: Oh, yeah, that's not uh, Okay. We like like rambutan a lot. uh, So it was really, really a a fun popular thing in Malaysia. I'm I'm not eating it. So it's I think it's like Malay for just hairy uh like like i think like it's the the same root word like for the barbershop would would be like ramadan or something like Like, it's it's in the same part well that sounds appealing um well and actually the the appealing part is one of the funnest parts where she said you just (laughs) that was an accident kyle i meant it sounds gross uh so you you just basically you kind of like bite into it like halfway through probably not what she did not hopefully but you just bite into like halfway through and like uh and then like you kind of just like like just peels off on its own really easily and like it's it's like it's kind of like a like you ever had lychee yeah Yeah. it's like lychee just like a little more more fleshy bits yeah it's just it's just like um it's like a a a white like fleshy sweet thing it's um maybe like okay Uh, the inside is a
0: white fleshy sweet thing that was my nickname in college
3: I, wasn't that the original that is, title of your
0: comedy album
2: <laughs> yeah <that's good. laughs> I, people call me that a lot white fleshy sweet thing um <laughs> but yeah uh it kind of kind of like great inside of a grape a little bit like but a little little firmer it's like that's that definitely kind of vibe. what it looked like it oh. was
3: that seems like what you have for a really kicked up uh halloween haunted, like dr- walk by haunted yes. house like if Those you really want people eyeballs. to think they're grabbing eyes you yeah get some yeah
0: um also uh at the end uh though the winner goes the win goes to jay who makes chinese udon dish with 154 sauce elements yeah
2: wow i gotta say
4: also just the the i think her inspiration that szechuan food that that we were seeing on the demo looked so good really good man it looked so good and like jay uh, let's talk about jay for a second because jay seems to bumble her way through and like you know there's it seems like we're three for three in terms of statements from jay that are just wild like oh i've never cooked blank before and it's like wait what then why are you trying to uh, (laughs) okay sure and like she's bumbled her way to the bottom and bumbled her way to the top but and maybe it's just a stylistic thing but i i just i'm not Super confident that she's going to be
2: consistently good. I, I think Bumble Bumble undersells her energy. I think more like Tasmanian Devil, like whirlwinds her way through. Yeah, I think which is like that. Like I think she's like she's like. There's a lot of like like it's happening. It's all happening. Like I think like it's not. This is not like this is not Dumpy too. But uh, this is this is uh, this is like a uh, fly the bumblebee.
0: It's hard to okay. tell because they gave the you know there was the comedy edit of her putting all of the different elements into it, and then Tom sure. even like raster her about it or somebody razzed her about it like oh you, there's more you gotta put, keep putting more things on it and then to
3: take it before it oh was, he tried to
0: take it before it was ready oh, yeah yeah and yeah. yeah. um, she had even more to put on it which that is not an energy that goes that always works on the show the, the, mm. the that's a lot of that's a lot a tough way to make dishes like this mm-hmm. but i mean this one is just i just i love a big a, oh give me a fat noodle mm. well and also and if she, you,
5: she must just really understand flavor and texture, yeah. and you know, get yeah. the salty and the sweet and the tangy and the sour and all of that together. Because when I was watching the judges funky, that yeah, the yeah, funky is like <sighs> you can kind of almost feel that feeling in your mouth of like I don't know what flavor this is. It's just addictive.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Ooh, if you look yeah. at a lot of the other dishes in the night market, is like it, not a lot of the things they were cooking felt like what you'd f- expect from a typical night market but this is like exactly what you want of just like a lot of stuff stir fried noodles you kind of like slurp up while like everything felt yeah. a little bit more fine dining than night market based on what yeah. it looked like right
0: yeah. even the whole setup which looked like a fine dining setup and not a night market. in fact nothing about it really felt like a night market at all except for the night which was there that's that is it's very part consistently of, I mean,
2: that's half of it honestly um does everyone have a, a, a quick um Wait. you can kind of the as one of the no, parts asian of the night market okay fair enough um do does everyone have a favorite noodle like off the top of their back like oh man i've <laughs> never not liked a noodle how could i
1: yeah. all those are, are good
0: noodles yeah, yeah all noodles are good noodles. i mean yeah. i i'm not crazy about a zoodle but oh, i don't like no don't you try to fake me with a no- but a real noodle i'm yeah. all there
1: doesn't count
3: i i Love a pappardelle, like I like sure. a Ooh, thick, yeah. wide uh, noodle, like a noodle. I do like a wide noodle, like really wide, but then also just a chunky strand of of <laughs> carb.
2: Yeah, Being, I, I like yeah. small
1: shells because I am bad at twirling pasta. It's one of my oh. shells. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you like a, a big spoon and just like, just sort of like yeah, you know, or like I cut your, it like fillet. a
1: heathen. It's like whatever oh, I can no. do to not drop it everywhere. But I'm just terrible at spinning pasta. It's just All right, good to
0: know. Yeah, one time a waiter in Italy. There are Italian grandfathers who did not take well to that comment just now. Well,
1: I know. And I'm so sorry. Like, it was so bad that a waiter in Italy, like, grabbed my fork from me one time and, like, (laughs) spun my pasta and handed it to me without saying a word. And I was like, oh my God.
0: Like a baby bird. Like an Italian baby
1: bird. They want me out of this country and I cannot blame them. I'm disrespecting (laughs) the cuisine.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's sad. Um, But yeah, get you some little shells. That'll solve it.
1: Yeah, they're fine.
0: When you're talking about pappardelle, I love a pappardelle, but I also like angel hair. Like I like all the widths of a
2: good pasta. As you're making some faces, have you? I don't like angel hair. It's really tough. uh, It's really, I mean, in my opinion, very tough to like. Like it's like like you can't. I can't land that that plane consistently. It's it's too short a runway.
5: What about vermicelli? It's the same thinness, but that's my favorite.
2: Yeah, I don't think that usually lands. Well,
5: that's rice, though. It's different, huh? But mm-hmm. are yeah, right. Also, noodle.
0: Rice noodles are also amazing noodles. I mean, yeah, it,
4: like a wide flat, like noodle, oh, like a pad yeah. noodle. Yeah, noodle. Yeah, oh yeah, like the, yeah
2: the, the the chow fun, the the the, the pad that 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 thick uh, mm-hmm. rice noodle. I, I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, chow chow
2: okay, yeah. So there's no all, all noodles are good noodles, man. Uh, I
0: think that's the set that we settled there. Just us remembering noodles and being really happy. That was a yeah. fun segment. <laughs> Enjoy this moment. It's um, the noodle past. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the bottom of the challenge, um, a Buddha asks his, mem- his mentor if you're allowed to fry samosas and is told absolutely not, which he interprets to mean yes, sometimes. So he fries around and finds out, whereas Ashley serves Tom 90 ounces of chewy steak and 89 ounces of daikon radish, uh, which would be difficult to eat in most situations, but especially um, served on a sword. So yeah. uh, Tom skewers that dish. And then oh. there's Sam, you guys. There's oh, Sam, Sam. The Ezra oh. of Top Chef.
3: Um, <laughs>
0: he the, used
3: every strategy that Ezra has recommended <laughs> in the years we've done this podcast, <laughs> all in one episode. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> like I, I feel like Ezra needs to defend Sam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I think this is absolutely what would happen if someone listened to my advice. So, <laughs> you know, because like, here's the thing: the real, yeah, the real top chef is the friends you make along the way, right. um, uh-huh. and 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 I think that's he did that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think like to have gone out so quickly, but burned so brightly in our memories. I think that's really the best. <laughs> he I did he go still, out in a, a potato blaze of glory. for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think he's still like he is still absolutely like like I don't know if he's going to win it but he still will be in the conversation for for uh, fan favorite which is pretty impressive after two episodes only the Man. journey I'm- I
1: went on from you can taste crazy me being like this is cool wow what, what like a great guy. that's really great that's so fun to this episode being like oh no he messed up how is he going to recover to being like oh he's just trying to sell his big mistake like a deliberate fun choice was like so wild i could not believe that
0: so so it's sort of like potatoes where you get potatoes one way and you're like this is really fun and then you get potatoes 28 ways and you're like this might be a little too much starch that's how i felt with sam we got
2: sam 28 ways today and it may have been a little bit too much sam (laughs) for me i i get it but also i understand like you know if you have like a like a, you get the wordplay and you kind of work backwards from that to the dish. It's well, yeah, so let's, so let's, this is the dish. So Sam <laughs> is
0: cooking Indian food and he is absolutely dazzled to realize that words in other languages have English equivalents. It blows his mind. So he finds out that alu means potato and he is obsessed with that idea. And so oh. blinded by that idea, so excited about that idea, that he decides to not bring the potatoes with him to the night market. He leaves You know them at what? Home.
1: Committing to that name of that dish after seeing Padma's expression was one of the bravest things I've ever seen on <laughs> <laughs> Me, I would simply die. But Sam kept on. <laughs>
0: Well, it it was sort of the opposite of the way Ashley took the feedback. It was Ashley, right? Where they were like, are you going to marinate it? And she was like, I'm thinking about it now based on your reactions to my description of the dish.
4: And Alex, it wasn't just that. It was like, you're going to marinate it, right? right?" And she's like, well, now I'm thinking maybe it's a mistake not to (laughs) marinate the dish and just to coat it in
0: potato starch. But,
4: you know, I think I'm just uh, going to try it.
0: Yeah, but she at least, like,
2: saw the feedback. Sam was like... This face means you love it, right, Padma? <laughs> you- <laughs> I think. Look, I think that's worse to like to get it and to 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 ignore it. I think like to not get it, then you're doing the best you can. Still, I, don't, I mean, it's hard to say if you. <laughs> better, All right, or worse. Oh, no. Ashley's still there. So, I is, don't know.
4: yeah, is Sam a delusional, crazy person? Up for debate? Well, you he, know,
3: well, he we did think- leave. Do we think that at any time he said, "Yeah, I left my cooked potatoes
0: at home"? Right. So, so we have to get to this part because this is the key. So he leaves a big uh, pot of simmering potatoes as a snack for the PAs when they leave. Um, mm. they, they Which stay also
4: isn't a good idea. That's not how you make vindaloo. It's a also wouldn't have as vindaloo. Yeah, this is a oh, crucial like point. Like a Boiling potatoes is not how to get flavor from sauce into potatoes. Those potatoes into like
3: water. Well, maybe he was going to cook them in the sauce night of because this is is also the night before like you have to i guess he's like yeah. parboiling like par- par- them so that yeah. they will cook in the sauce I, i'm yeah you do yes. rest, okay. as much benefit of the doubt as i can yeah yeah it, to, okay. be, to be fair yeah. probably okay. true
0: we're being pretty generous here but right. like so then you know so then he leaves them behind and he but fortunately he has some backup potatoes and he comes up with the idea to grill 30 them minutes it's,
3: 30 minutes it, to cook like raw potatoes imaginable yes straight and, from god's hands to your plate
0: <laughs> he makes this interesting choice um, where it's sort of like if you like wear your shirt backwards and then someone at work is like, I think your shirt's on backwards. And you're like, that's how I wear it, Susan. And then for the rest of your life, you wear all of your shirts backwards to never admit that Susan was right. He does that with potatoes. like he, this. In, I like he this just decides for the rest of his life that he is going to say he's always wanted to grill potatoes. <laughs> he There is no, nothing can budge him from the he, – he's – you're going to find Sam – in 30 years, he's going to have a grilled potato restaurant and I it's going to be empty. But every once in a while, someone's going to wander in on accident looking for a bathroom and he'd be like, Finally, they've come to me. Listen. The grilled potato people that I've been looking for. To be fair,
3: I saw him grilling those potatoes. Like, hey, maybe he found something. Like, grilled <laughs> yeah. potatoes sounds good to me. As someone who's not nearly as much if of a food expert, how, I was like, in the middle of a potato?
0: Why can't you grill yeah. a potato? Well, well, Megan made a good and point. You, because, like, you maybe took him on like a mandolin and put it like basically you're potato chips it's grilled. a, a harder made.
1: way to make chips.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a hard way to make yeah. chips. And they just
1: seem too thick to yeah, cook through. You're
0: never going to cook it That's- through. <laughs> and even if you're doing that in some other context, it's never going to vindaloo. You're never going to make this a curry potato. Uh, yeah, and like the only
4: good... Grilled potatoes, I think, are like, you know, you cut them up small. It's like a breakfast potato style. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. they're small. You can actually get heat through the full thing. And, like, putting an inch-thick slice of potato (laughs) on a grill for maybe 10 minutes (sighs) is just, like.
0: And and not, like, a hot grill on, like, a foreman grill that you're doing at a nightmare. I mean, he did not have, like, a roasting fire under there that was going to impart a lot of smoky flavor. That was just a little electric griddle that he was turning over. Ugh.
5: Even if he like had smashed them down a little bit and made like little mm-hmm. smashed potato mm. pancakes instead of French fry wedges and then grilled them. That
2: could have worked. I, I'm open I'm, to that. I'm not even sure if he picked the right potatoes, honestly. Because uh, well, like. picked the potatoes he had in his bag well, He likes russets. Yeah. But I think russets are more known for like kind of like. Like getting like little like kind of like. Like uh, like. Like Like you know, grainy basically, right? Like where it's like, it's, it's a good mashing potato, right? It's a good yeah. like a you know, kind of baked potato. Like maybe you'd want like a, a more of a waxy style, like uh, like a new or a Yukon gold. Uh, yeah, I
0: could imagine if you took like
2: a Yukon gold
0: and you parboiled it and you smashed it and you put some oil on it and you threw that on the grill, that that would probably taste pretty good. He did not do those things and not a Vindaloo. <laughs> oh Still God. not a Vindaloo. But, but just say, and I, I, I don't, I mean, I think he's probably going home anyway. But I don't understand why a chef who's worked in Michelin star restaurants thinks that he can lie to Tom and Padma about his intentions here. Like when how there's he-
5: video evidence. Right, right.
0: Yeah. At some point a camera person was like, by the way, <laughs> those are not his first <laughs> potato. Like I was what?
5: I'm curious about
1: that because you know, they always heavily edit down judges' table. And I really wanted to know I really wanted to get more of like uh the unedited conversation of what they actually grilled him on, because I uh, feel like that had to have come nah. out at some point. That was not deliberate, yeah. but you know what? It came out of my mouth and now we're, you, it's on you, there. As long as you recognize <laughs> it like before Sam. the sentence is over, you
0: get full credit for oh, it. That's my I'm going to double
1: down like Sam. Um, but <laughs> I, did, I did wonder if that ever came out because it's so strange. Like I understand wanting to stand by your dish, I guess. Um, And not make excuses. This is is clearly
0: a chef ethos that you stand by a dish. And I don't understand what that means.
1: Well, but they get to a point, right? Like, why not be like, hey, I forgot my potatoes. I messed up. I I pivoted and it didn't work. I thought it would be interesting and cool and a chance to experiment, but it failed. And it's insane to me that he, maybe he said that at some point it got cut out, but we didn't even see that happen.
0: So strange. Because I think if you say I left the potatoes behind, then they are going to look at you like, oh, a little bit, a little bit spacey. But if you say, I thought this dish was good, you seem like you've never eaten food before. And that seems like a worse risk with judges. I don't think me. you get credit either way, though,
2: for like, like, a, okay, here's, here's my, my theory of it. I could be wrong. But I think like, look, the food is bad. You're probably going home no matter what you say. And I think you maybe have like a five percent chance of like Jedi mind tricking them. No, sometimes. no, That's
0: no. <laughs> so I was with you for I was with you up to a point. I think you have a zero percent chance of Jedi mind tricking them. You might as well seem like a person and be friendly and like they could relate to you. And if you seem real with them, I mean, yeah, you're you were not, you're probably yeah. going home. This Vindaloo sounded like. It was uh, definitely from gonna the, top. Same yes. I, the moment he was like, I should put pomegranate seeds in this
3: Vindaloo. Right. It really yeah. seemed like a. it seemed like a choice of someone who'd never had Indian food because like he a Vindaloo did not is seem spicy. like it going to go well. Like the, it's got like a depth of flavor. There's no like sweetness or fruitiness to it. In my experience, I could be only eating it like the most Americanized like commercial Indian places, but it seems like Vindaloo is hot and red. It's generally yeah.
0: unread at this point. I will throw in <laughs> just some, a bit of knowledge that I didn't have, which just came in from Bridget, who said I can't get over everything about that vindaloo and how no one corrected Sam. He was literally literally saying, "Oh, like wine and potatoes for vindaloo," when vindaloo has neither wine nor potatoes in its traditional form, um, which I had not. I did not know, um, and "alu" definitely does mean potatoes. So I did some googling, and it turns out. Although the word aloo means potato in Hindi, the traditional dish is based on a Portuguese dish and it's a corruption of a Portuguese phrase with no Hindi etymology. So, oh, corruption.
4: What? Oh, <laughs> the perversion of
0: Portuguese cuisine. <laughs> traditional Goan Vindala does not include any potato. So, Oh um, man. It was a fascinating <laughs> bit of learning.
3: This is some real I fake news
0: on oh. top chess part
3: is like this lesson that they're imparting is just completely wrong yes uh, it's
0: definitely wrong but um, you gotta trust I, the chyron's not the talking heads
2: <laughs> that's where yeah, right. That's the,
0: when they had time to think about it i yeah i just i i feel like sam probably was gonna go home either way this doesn't work just like the broken rice last week like you're not going to talk them out of hating the rice but at least you can seem like you know how to cook both for the judges and for the people at home you can seem like a person who's like man yeah i messed up and i did not do the best job that i could but like standing by a bad dish i think it just makes you seem bad at cooking instead of seeming like you did a bad job and i don't know why people would rather go down with a bad dish than be like i'm a normal person absolutely and sometimes i mess up it it really
3: it really felt inexplicable like i, I could yeah. not find any sort of like realistic way to kind of justify s- the way sam went down with that dish
1: i mean it, he, Other he than went...
3: it was ezra's strategies being like played out
1: to give credit to ezra's strategies though he did make everyone at judge's table laugh pretty hard and like oh yeah <laughs> that's yeah. again memorable he like everyone like had he's... a good time
0: He's probably a fun person to hang out with. I do think he's probably ruined his life by dedicating it to grilling potatoes forever. Um, but I, he does seem like he's probably a really neat dude. And he's got, he's got a passion for teaching kids to cook, which I admire and don't want any part of. So I love that he's doing it.
5: I, I think it was more his philosophy on cooking than the actual grilled potatoes. Maybe he didn't express himself that well. But I think what he was trying to say is be adventurous, mm-hmm. yeah. not necessarily grilled potatoes forever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that philosophy about adventurousness versus um, cooking the same breakfast hash that you crush every week at your restaurant in a second. A um, couple other thoughts on this before we move off the elimination challenge. Um, uh, I wanted to bring this in from Dave on Facebook, who said, uh, judging, next to judging the Evil Queen challenge besides Charlize Theron, I've never wanted to be involved in a Top Chef episode more than this one. I'd eat a dozen undercooked grilled potatoes to get to sample the 10 other dishes this week. This yeah. did seem like a fun market to walk yeah, around, right? Yeah, for sure.
5: Yeah. Evelyn's yeah. dish, that's the one I wanted to try.
0: Oh, I'd be Jackson's up in cheese noodles. Yeah. reduction. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, fascinating. Um, well, it, it was interesting because they the way the order they went in, it was like the first four dishes they tried were the best things they'd ever eaten, and then it was like hard cliff, and and they went to a bunch of sad, they went to a sunken place for the next group. Um, but yeah, I, there was some there was some great looking food on this, and just a fun walk around for sure. I mean, even like a like a, a greasy samosa. I'm I've eaten a lot of greasy samosas. I need a greasy samosa right now. I'd probably have a great time with that.
2: i want to go to your front door. <laughs> <laughs> I was what? waiting what for this line. Are there? There in- is a pile of old samosas.
3: <laughs> uh, to take that question, is there a challenge that like sticks in your Memory as like a challenge you wish you had been able to dine along with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm,
1: I'm, I liked the one um, where they were on Cannon Beach, mostly for the the scenery. Oh, yeah. But I remember there's some good shellfish and stuff too in that yeah, one that I really wanted to eat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of I would like the I would like to do one of the early ones where you get to do like a, a lot, lot more dishes and try a lot more things. That'd be fun. Yeah, more food for sure. I like I like to be full.
2: Oh, uh, I mean, just because it felt like it was a like a weird like a weird moment. I think w- was it like hung when he like just like went crazy for like the candy like um. Oh, thing? it was like
4: candy and cereal and like some crazy. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It would be fun to watch thing. the
0: one time hung decided to like uh, be silly and then he regretted it for the rest of his
2: life and went back uh, into his uh, <laughs> very well edged box. I liked it. No, he was like playing with house money for that one. I think. Yes. I think that was a yes. Good one. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones.
0: and Nothing's jumping out at me right now, but maybe it um,
2: would be the weird Halloween New Orleans
3: uh, night market hosted by Leah Michelle because that was a, well, that, that was like fun. early on. Lots of people cooking and like it was chaotic.
0: It was, and also I, one of my favorite things on TV is people doing a non-seasonal dress-up challenge. Like they had to be being in Halloween costumes in March uh, for the filming would be really fun.
1: Yeah, they were all, just, like, eating rice balls and, like, cat ears. It was very funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just I just would love to be around the judges where they're walking around going, like, Happy
2: Thanksgiving! Oh, there was a Foo Fighters, I think? Oh, yeah, oh, the Foo Fighters.
0: So the vegan show.
1: Thanksgiving. No, I don't think
0: they were vegan. It wasn't vegan. There were, there were vegans on board, but it's not fully vegan.
1: Yeah, some of it was vegan, and it went badly.
0: <laughs> it was so terrible. We, so, we, so over Thanksgiving, we rewatched that with a person who works for the Foo Fighters currently and yeah uh yeah a uh, friend of the show dan is the works for the foo fighters and um was having thanksgiving with us and he was he had joined the he joined the um the tech crew of that banned like six months after that challenge and he so he texted somebody who was at that thanksgiving and was like hey do you remember that thing you did for top chef and their text back was yes it was disgusting Yeah, so it went worse than it seemed to go on TV. The band generally remember that as like just a terrible meal that they ate in the middle of not Thanksgiving. Oh, that's incredible.
1: How heartbreaking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you watch, we were watching like, oh, this will be so fun. You'll see your friends and they'll make great Thanksgiving food. It was such a rough Thanksgiving. There were a lot of foams. It was still early in the foam yeah. time, I think, of oh, It was O'Meara. in the foam period, which yeah, they were not into. But. That was, oh. the yeah.
2: mm-hmm. was the Hosea season.
0: Yeah. It was it yeah. was not a great challenge, but the fact that the
2: band in their memories is like, oh, what a terrible day is so interesting. But, but but to their credit, they did not ruin actual Thanksgiving because it was nowhere near it. That's true. Yeah, they just messed up a Tuesday in March. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um now it's time to jump into
0: uh Last Chance Kitchen. Um, Tom has brought back Ezra's favorite torture method of making the chefs do the thing they did bad before. So he reminds Sam that several months ago he did a bad job on potatoes. I think several and, weeks. They're probably going to bring someone back like they did before. They've done this yeah, simultaneously. That's true. Yeah, it's 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 simul- but it's not as you leave. It's probably like one day right before they bring him back. So a few weeks ago, Sam made bad potatoes. and He's been regretting it ever since, even though he still won't admit it. Um, but this time, Tom has a fun little game where he's got the ingredients you'd normally use to cook potatoes as well as uh, equipment and methodologies. And if you pick one, the other chefs can't use it. And both chefs uh, try to be extremely strategic. And then this thing never comes up ever again for the rest of the episode. Didn't matter. Who cares? Disappointing. You could take the cream.
3: Knives. Knives should have been in there
0: yeah you throw them is that what
2: you want Mm. yes you throw your knives at the dish you want or or just if if one of the things was just potatoes and if someone picks that first you don't get to make potato dish and you're out (laughs) it's great so whoever whoever wins
0: the coin toss wins the game plates yeah it's like like overtime you couldn't serve on anything they had to do it on a napkin you had to do it on a hot rock oh man (laughs) um i hate all of this well anyway sam continues his charade that growing potatoes is a creative choice and not an oopsie doodle Um, And he almost, he very nearly pulls it off by making potatoes 200 ways, including a a sauce of mashed potatoes, a mashed potato sauce, which I thought was kind of neat. But apparently, if you uh, pack starch full of grease and then serve it 20 different ways, it eats a little greasy. Um, So Leah continues to hold down the jacket after (laughs) she makes a breakfast hash with Gochujang that she nails every single day in her restaurant. Yeah, Not saying
2: it's not great, but she just ordered off the menu. I think twenty-one different ways would have probably nailed it for for Sam. I think it, it, was, just, it was too a many. Couple, no, too few. Oh, so not he, enough. You want yeah, more? Yeah, A couple, a couple ways. more would have done it. You almost got it.
3: I I thought Sam was going to win because I I thought I thought his dish was cool. I thought it was a very good, uh, very valiant uh, performance.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it was a valiant uh, to attempt back. to not admit you were wrong.
3: I just think he really uh, brought himself back from a complete failure in the night market to cook something that I thought was really interesting. And if I saw a sweet potato hash with goju jang, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. And then potatoes every way imaginable on a menu. I'd go for the potatoes every way imaginable. Uh, It sounded like a cool dish. And the potato sauce, I was very inspired by.
0: I love a potato and a potato sauce. I like anything, and it's in a self sauce. I think is a great way to do things. Well, uh, what else you call it a, a celebration
2: d- of the potato? Yeah, <laughs> Ooh,
3: that is a celebration.
2: I I think fundamentally, like, look, the odds of anyone winning Top Chef actually, you know, like one out of fifteen or so, right? Um, the odds of you coming back from Last Chance Kitchen very small. I think the best thing you can do is you actually like you you establish what, are, what is this thing that someone actually would go to see you for, mm-hmm. like later on, and like would you want to <laughs> check out potatoes? Like, yeah well no so just like i think it's just curiosity and like this inventiveness it's like look i would absolutely go to to check out a sam king kitchen in like a couple years like when he's like me worked out the kinks of his potato celebration uh right and i would uh you know for for leah's brunch thing probably
0: i mean leah's brunch looks like a place i would eat and a thing i would order and um sam looks like a thing i would read about in a magazine and those are different
2: strategies but mm, but would you eat that magazine later because i would mm. <laughs> i'd rip that page out of the in-flight magazine nom, nom, nom.
0: okay what so you're suggesting like instead of like the way they do like perfume samples where you smell it they have a page yes. that <laughs> tastes like the food and you can just eat it
2: i've made just, a, just gum it yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I, don't
0: <laughs> I don't think there's anything potato, wrong with you know, potato get with the ink.
5: essence out of it <laughs> i'm into
0: that um yeah i I don't know. I just, I was just a little overwhelmed with Sam. And the thing with Sam is just his, I just didn't like the talking heads being so different from what he was doing. Like in the, when he was telling them, he meant to always meant to grill potatoes. And then in the, in his talking head, he's like, I'm just trying to be honest about what I'm doing. And he was literally lying about what he was doing. And then on this where he's like, it's what I tell everybody, keep it simple. When you make potatoes, just make it ninety-two different ways. Use a potato as a sauce. <laughs> like, it was like just like it just didn't seem like the philosophy cohered with the plate. Well, in a his way that definition a bit of simple is do everything possible
3: with very few ingredients. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's not exactly how we all think of simplicity, but not but everyone thinks the same way it Looks Sam. amazing. I, I don't, I don't know.
1: And he somehow successfully made a grilled potato into a seasoning like he kept saying yeah. like i seasoned the sauce with this grilled potato and i was like, was like i the, don't know what the that means
0: sh-
4: the charred outside as a bitter yeah. thing or
0: yeah, yeah. well so so let's, i mean i want to bring in some commenters here on some thoughts on sam let's get some sam conversation going so first up at J- jake mhs on twitter says do you want to hang out with sam or would you like to give him a stone cold stunner Oh. Where do you guys come out of I mean, this? Was I give this... Stone Cold Stunners to people I hang out with.
3: Like, that's a, <laughs> a fun thing to do with your bros.
0: <laughs> but you'd like to bro down with Sam?
3: I'd bro down with Sam. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd
4: drop a kid off with Sam for a week-long day camp, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I mean, I I think that's he's one of the services
4: Like, he definitely has that camp counselor energy, and I think he could make, you know, playing with food, fun um i i don't think in a competition or in a fine dining context
2: that he's impressed me you know? i mean he
0: did he worked at 11 madison park and mama fuko like the dude the dude at the dude, same
2: time i don't know what he's up to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he
0: clearly cooked that level of food um some other comments i just want to get through we'll get to the full mailbag in a second just some other sam specific comments um ren also says my partner and i can't tell if sam is on all of the drugs or none of the drugs <laughs> he's on at least Fifty percent of the drugs. <laughs> <I don't> no, <know, laughs> Sam's man. gonna do it. He's gonna do all of them. He's, Sam seems.
1: It, it seemed like a a, a CBD gummies, perhaps.
2: <laughs> I mean, the... speaking from experience, I would vote none of the drugs. um I think yeah. it's definitely possible to be this way. Not many people, <laughs> but I think there's a niche that are so.
0: And then, uh, isn't he truly winning? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah um that jane is the one who said on facebook i fully believe sam is the closest we will get to seeing ezra as a top chef contestant they both have a deliberate chaotic energy that isn't always going to win but it sure is
2: entertaining i would say uh, addended to almost almost certainly never going to win (laughs) (laughs) less than one in 15 i think and then our restaurant jordan
0: jordan weighed in on um, sam and said i love sam's ambition and creativity but the lack of execution is what did him in in the in the whole of a kitchen, Sam is probably a great asset with great ideas and positivity. The problem yeah. is his dishes need to be workshopped because the roots of the ideas aren't technically sound, which I think is a good way to do it. If you're coming from that chaotic place, and this is one of the reasons why I think Ezra and I have made such good creative partners over the years, is that I am a little too uh, stodgy in my ideas. I'm too cautious, and Ezra's too
2: wild. And when we average them out, we get some like mostly good ideas. Yeah, you basically you want half of, of a Sam. And half of Aaliyah, I think, generally in in, in the partnership. Yeah. Um, if yeah. You you, you, you want to have someone who can just like you know, execute stuff, and someone who like you know well maybe like you know try those things and you need someone who will like check that. You want that somebody down. to walk
0: in the meeting and be like, why is no one grilling potatoes? <laughs>
2: well, I, we're also
3: watching, uh, the dropout about, uh, miss Elizabeth Theranos Holmes. And oh, Sam yes, has a course. little bit of that. Elizabeth Holmes. Like, I believe I, I can know. change the world with a drop of blood. Sam yeah, believed he could that. change not, the world. with blinking a energy.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I like Sam though. This yeah. is this is the thing. Is like yeah. he's he's definitely got kooky energy, chaotic but I, good. I yeah chaotic good is the great way to describe him. Yeah. I, I appreciate a wild card in the mix. Clearly, he's got chops because he he got he worked at those amazing restaurants and he got on Top Chef. I think this is just not the place. He he's one of those people who's like super talented. This is not the environment where he's going to succeed. Clearly. Um, He was fun to have for two episodes, three episodes. What week is it? Three. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah. three. This is the
0: first first, uh, solo challenge. And so we got to see him the most distilled version. And uh, Jordan also mentioned it would have been interesting to see Sam... Working on restaurant wars and how he would have worked as a team like that. Although I he really would agree 100% with that, hundred yeah. percent have been front of the house and probably would have spent too much time pumping up the servers and left some uh, complex dish for other chefs to yeah, plate. Yeah,
1: yeah,
4: yeah. No,
0: I mean I, I agree, with Jordan, and I, I agree with this statement that like uh, the more I think about it,
4: the more I think, oh, Sam's really good as part of a team. And I saw that energy and I saw him, you know hyping up his teammates and like doing a pretty good job in some of his uh, at least some of his food and, and really being a good collaborator. But perhaps if the structure of the season had been different, where it had been more team challenges and he had skated through a couple of in- individual ones, um, he might have gotten his sea
0: legs.
2: Yeah, mm, for, yeah. His,
0: his Sam legs for sure. All right. Yeah. That brings us to the very important question that we ask every week from zero to five. How many cow pokes are in your posse measured yeah. in y'alls the fitness stadium? So how Houstonian was this episode for you guys? I'm going to say three.
3: Another three y'alls. Yeah, yeah I'll go three y'alls uh, because yeah. you got to see some beautiful nightscapes of the town. And even though we didn't get to go to all these restaurants and get as much about the restaurants, chefs, like there's what, 10, uh, Houstonian chefs uh, getting featured briefly. And then, um, kind of going to the markets it's it's showing a good bit of houston but
0: i've been feeling kind much. of bad that we're not seeing more houstonians and i forgot it's still pretty covety so it makes sense that they're not going out and hanging out in crowded markets but they brought but so i, I did like that they finally brought some people from the city into this room into a big room that was really sure. yeah um but i still yeah, feel like three episodes in though i couldn't tell you anything about houston like and I love an Asian night market, but I don't know that that's the thing that I associate. Like, there's those exist in so many different places. Like, yeah, they explained
1: Houston? briefly uh, about the like cultural makeup of Houston itself, and and kind of said this is like an uh, a result of the diversity of the city. But it was like a real a real quick thing. And again, yeah. that's one of those things where it felt like they they had a lot of other stuff to get to with the challenge, so they sort of glossed over the introduction. But that was the first real piece of information that we got that was Houston specific. It felt like to me.
0: Yep. I I mean, I do think probably part of Houston's culture is spending too much money on high school football. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I feel like three episodes in I'm still, I'm only at like one and a half y'alls total. I don't think I've got a lot of y'alls for this this season yet. I'm enjoying the chefs and everything. I think it's it's a really good group, but I just don't feel like I know much about Houston.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't go more than two y'alls just because I literally, until you asked the question again, I forgot that we were in Houston. So I, I like that's <laughs> an upper limit. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I mean,
0: it's not the most Houston-y. Um, I
3: think my three y'alls the, are relative to the first two episodes. You guys are uh, totally, okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah, got to take that consideration. Holistic
0: y'all, y'all status. Yeah, your posse has been watching all three of these, so um i do want to point out i actually to, i mentioned the the cron article i just want to say that the um, asian night mark is returning march 26th and 27th to little saigon plaza so that's cool That it's just about to come back and it's a thing that if you're in houston you could go do and if i was visiting houston i might want to go try that sounds like a really good time
2: but i don't it's, know the city yet i mean at least i mean i think that was we we did some night markets when we were in Malaysia, I guess, and it was just one of the nice things about it. Is like if it's gonna be hot during the day, it's this is finally like a time where you can be out in the world, and it's like yeah, it's just a it's a good it's a oh, good. Well, that's a good moment.
0: point. I had so that actually makes so having a night market in a place like Houston, right, makes more sense than in like Minneapolis, obviously. Like in Minneapolis, yeah. you want to go eat during the day.
2: Yeah, at home Um, at night. But no, this is like this is when you can be like out socializing and stuff. And And
0: they were were. raving about the Houston evening weather. Um, I think Gail's first one to say something. It was like a beautiful evening for people to be outside eating food. All right, all right. We got a few yalls. We're still not super heavily yalled yalled into this season, but we don't have a
3: five stadium posse yalling in harmony. We're so far from that.
0: But the but um, let's get into the full on.
2: Speaking of harmony.
0: <laughs> it's time for the in Mike's mailbag. I've been trying to read stuff as it was relevant, but we have a few more letters that I want to check in. Um, we love to hear from all of you. And I think the most appropriate place to start, so we're just talking about the y'alls, is with our official Houston correspondent, Allison, um, who um, wanted to just uh, just to add from last week that we do not have to use the astrodoms as a scale, that was Allison's brainstorm before she'd heard the y'all scale. I so like I don't know. It. Keep yeah, sending no, in it's, more. It's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Let's make this the Sam potato dish of uh, different <laughs> names Anyone for else this segment. gives us another scale, we're going to add it on. I'll, but Allison I'll, I'll, did I'll... say, I say y'all at least four times a day. So I do love your choice, which is great. <laughs> um, a little more Houston information to answer your question. My husband did not definitively figure out the Whole Foods location strictly on Google Street View. Um, we narrowed it down to the Galleria area, and some light reading of Houston blogs has confirmed that is the likely location. It's weird how you never care about this minutia until it's your city, and then it seems like the utmost importance. And I do remember how yeah. passionate we were about figuring out the Whole is in our respective cities when it was on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure.
2: It's yeah, man, it's just
0: so. neat. Um, Allison also says I am neutral positive on queso, maybe a two pump. Queso lady, I guess. <laughs> okay. Never mad about queso being placed in front of me, but I rarely choose to order it when it runs around nine dollars on average. Oof. And generally, Tex-Mex restaurants are giving you chips and salsa, my actual lifeblood for free. And I wanted to make sure I included this note because this is one thing that I thought um, we didn't mention enough. In we didn't break, we guys didn't the one little piece you left on the bone last week when you were talking about queso was that it is it's it's a lot of food before your food. It is a heavy app. And you are getting chips and salsa for free in most and I I'm a four pump queso. I love a queso, but it is the cost and the amount of food. It like it frequently makes me not hungry for tacos. That's my only c- criticism of it.
3: I don't understand. Like
0: I'm just always hungry for
3: tacos. Like queso is not eating the tacos yeah. I order or got reducing got the number taco of, of tacos I order.
0: I think the yeah. key for me with queso is how many people are in your posse. If you have enough y'alls there, then you can split it, you can eat a little bit, have a great time still room for it. But if I'm if I'm if it's two of us and I don't you can't see Megan if you're listening to the podcast, there's not much room for queso in in, but, in Megan. You can't fit that much queso there. Um and so I'm doing most of the heavy lifting. I eat three quarters of a queso by myself now i feel i feel a little bad that's but i think that's i i'm a, in a similar situation with sarah who's
3: were you a one pump or a zero pump
1: i think i was like a none pump at all i'm not yeah. a queso gal
3: i think like mm-hmm. it's, I, it's a similar situation we don't order a queso that much but alex you and me dudes let's night go, no ladies let's
0: go ham on some queso Kyle. there's,
3: there's multiple quesos on the table
0: before we <laughs> care into some tacos no wives Here.
1: all quesos <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh Allison also adds i was so confused about these stupid high school football nonsense could they not get a marching band a few fans any actual houston humans yeah. so it helped mm-hmm. it feel less like they were filming on a weird soundstage also tomball is a solid hour or more outside of houston's downtown um but i think the stadium is brand new so maybe it was just tomball wanting some professional jones yep. drone shots of their new place <laughs> <laughs> i think it's very funny
2: is the way to um, do it um, they, can also, lastly,
0: they can also say like, oh,
3: Tomball School District Stadium uh, hosted Top Chef. It's hosted a
0: major as tv featured. show. Yeah, that's so true.
1: I missed that that was the name of the
0: stadium.
5: I thought that was the name of the game
0: that they made up. Yeah, it's like football, but instead of your feet, you have to only hit the ball with the Tom.
5: Wait, why would a school district football stadium need to advertise anything?
0: Look how uh, more it games They obviously there. merchandise. <laughs> they, yeah, just merchandise.
5: Just, they just need to justify it. <laughs>
0: well also yeah like uh the foo fighters play there you gotta have a lot of it's to keep the <laughs> business of a stadium that size you yeah. really need to bring in i don't know for sure um it does seem like tom ball would be a good name for like when you cook and you have stupid rules on a football field that's such a good point yeah yeah i play tom ball yeah chef tom um uh Allison concludes thank you guys for all you do ezra was a great temporary host and i wanted to make sure and tell new sarin cow congratulations on the new edition oh, thank, thank you. you very much we don't know how much thank queso you.
1: she wants yet but we'll let you know when she decides
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know the other thing is they didn't really discuss what it takes to be a queso i thought queso had cream in it in addition to melted cheese but a lot of it looked like they just melted cheese and that was fine do you not put cream in it
2: it's whatever. If you're cheese, you just gotta be able to like to spread your to, like to dips, right? Like, I think it's what, what you need to have to make it. No rules, a okay. Be, dippable cheese. Well, that's they didn't that's give my, any rules last
3: week. That was one of the de- detraction detractions. Yeah, uh, that was what made like last week less satisfying. Was uh, the.
0: Oh, here's a question. Would you guys queso up your burritos? Would you do – if you were in like – because 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 uh, Chipotle recently added queso to compete with the other fake Chipotles that had queso as one of the options. Oh, Qdoba? So, one of the things I love about a Qdoba is that they uh, had free queso forever.
3: Yeah. I mean I don't uh, like <laughs> Chipotle queso. I don't need Chipotle queso when I go to Chipotle, but I'm not going right. out of Qdoba I'm not leaving Q-Dobes without a little bit of queso. Yeah, me too. That's the what's this, that's their that was their big thing. I think the Q stands for queso. I'm uh, so conflicted here. Another really good queso is Mo's uh, Mexican Cantina. I think that's an East Coast
2: burrito franchise. They have mm-hmm. extremely good queso for their nachos. Not familiar. East Coast yeah. burrito franchise does not sound like like a phrase that I'm yeah, initially saying is like, a good phrase. Yeah. But yeah. maybe maybe Mo's can do it um there's a uh denver has
0: a like punk rock chipotle this is his name escapes me right now illegal Pete's. i just found it illegal Pete's. um oh, I, I went there it's so there which i really like yeah it's like it is just like really loud punk music and and but basically very similar to Chipotle. but they have queso and their ch- queso is quite good i love an illegal pizza. i love a place where i make my own burrito i don't mind admitting it i yeah. feel a little
2: embarrassed it's not the mo- but if i can if I can make pick it, a burrito, throw some make, case it, make your own. It seems a little so pick a your little, own. Yeah. I mean, I think like yeah, Describe direct your, your own pose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, compose. Yes. All right. Um, but moving on in the mailbag, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Um, Carolyn says, uh, or perhaps Caroline, I don't know, says uh, big fan of your show. Now that we have more of the cast personality, I got some thoughts first. Sam feels like a wasted spot on the show that could have gone to a, sh- a chef that truly wanted to give it their all. Those oh, are some wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that we finally Nothing. know them. All right, Let me first take it thought, to Sam This hard. person was
4: wasted.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little harsh, but I did... Um, it. I agree with this part. Even in Last Chance Kitchen, he didn't seem to understand why he was eliminated and thought, mm-hmm. th- and thought the judges didn't want to think further than him. And I... I did feel like on he mi- seemed to miss Tom's feedback which was like yeah. that you it's not just about creativity it, the dish also has to taste good right. and he was the
2: most creative chef but it was just like a grease ball yeah i mean i think this is like maybe he says like look i'm making art that yes you could technically eat as well and that's pretty impressive right yeah yeah but so it's sort of like, like cake with fondant it's like yeah, yeah. yeah this is
0: technically edible and it looks like a fire truck so isn't that cool
2: yeah i think there's an order to his priorities that's fine
0: um, a couple more cast thoughts luke having come from such a high pedigree i was afraid he'd be a little bit like chef adrian from colorado Great background learning techniques so much, but not cooking their own food as often, mm-hmm. both had fallen from the lack of seasoning, but so far, uh, but this episode, we finally got to see Luke shine, which is cool, yeah, um here uh, also I'm here for the chefs that are starting to shine, like damar, Nick, Jackson, even without a sense of smell, and Evelyn, who seems like a super well rounded chef um thank you, Carolyn. Also guys, do we feel like we have personality sense of the cast? Do we have favorites? Are we at a point where we could start picking winners? What do you think I don't think we can.
3: Pick, I know I don't feel confident picking a winner yet.
0: But what were you going to say, Sarah?
5: Yeah, same. I think I need one more episode.
0: Okay. Next week, we'll do our official predictions for who's uh, going to win. The top yeah, league. you heard it here first. Sarah will have
4: a
3: force ranking of personalities <laughs> no. next week on Pack Your Mics.
0: I, I do think
3: that right now, my favorite character is Jackson because. Every time it cuts to him, he's like, well, I can't taste anything. I have no idea how this is going to turn out. <laughs> and that is a really, uh, I, we've never had someone, we've never had a chef with no sense of taste on Top Chef. Yeah. And, and keeping it a secret. Yeah. Is, he, he is.
5: That's what we were having like, a
3: question of, like, is he keeping yeah. it a secret from everyone? Yeah. I think
5: people know now. I think that was just the first quick fire, yeah. no? He
3: he
4: kept saying on, on his sort of two camera stuff, he's like, well, uh, that's why I'm not telling anybody still and like uh, he kept asking for like hey can i get a second second opinion
0: chef on this and hmm. like that is a first opinion <laughs> <Something. And he laughs> <will never laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> that's a good point i thought i was under the impression he had told people also um so i don't know what i what gave me that idea and i can't defend it but man if he is still keeping i mean i love us uh, uh i love a chef with a secret so <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> that's pretty exciting um you named random- the other
2: chef that had a secret
0: that you love well, I don't have an example, but I'm sure oh, I would yeah, like. I'm it. sure you like. Yeah, if it happened, yeah, I liked it. I would. I mean, like, I would love it if a chef. It would, wouldn't it be great if on one of their like two camera interviews, one of the chefs was like, "I'm here because Tom cut me off in traffic 42 years ago, and I am here to avenge that or
2: something." <laughs> like, like what am be throwing? Knives? To or because yeah, right? like,
3: Tom's my dad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: actually, I I just got these. Are good Ratatouille secrets, right? So, like the the the, you know mysterious chef parentage, and also then I'm being controlled, uh, you know, by a rat. Yeah, yeah. I have a rat secret is moving my body around. That would be a great secret. (laughs) See,
0: I love every secret. I have a rat under my bandana. (laughs) Yeah, no, don't try to explain it. It's it's yeah. Um, a random thought from at Lipperkern and I think this is sort of relevant to our feeling not so many y'alls. Do you think the show would work if they went to an area without a culinary scene, like Berlin, New Hampshire? Which, I don't know Berlin, and maybe that itself says something, but I do like just firing a missile right at that target, just <laughs> picking out Berlin, and it's like, you guys... I this we're gonna randomly hate you on this show. I don't
1: think they say it Berlin.
0: No, they probably do. I didn't realize that until Alfred said it twice. Oh, okay, your good point. I
1: I, you're probably right. Berlin, Berlin New Hampshire. I have
2: no idea. I'm gonna see what the best restaurant is in Berlin, New Hampshire, and I'm gonna <laughs> go there now. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm So I guess this is my question. Like, it if it you had, different had
0: well, That's okay, all. but so far we've not seen much of Houston, mm-hmm. and that football field could have been any football field, and they. You know, they did bring in some chefs, but could you have this basically on a soundstage if they just brought in enough good food? Could you make us like, OK, one thing that's, you know, everybody knows Berlin is known for their Asian night markets and be like, really? And then they would just like do this same challenge. We wouldn't have to see the scene.
3: I don't you know. know what I think it's food underground and then you go do
0: it, cook in a tunnel. But,
3: but that's the thing. That's From I people. think that's what is a big <laughs> There's lots of things that d- separate Top Chef from other uh, cooking reality shows. But like that's what MasterChef is. MasterChef right. is yeah. Top Chef without a location and different casting parameters. And
0: I oh. think... That it's like that Netflix show, the final, table. the final Table, where they were just in a soundstage, but they're like, now we're flying to Paris. And then they would just put a picture of Paris on the screen. Yeah, it, you can do it in a soundstage. It's just not – the. your point, I totally agree with Kyle. It just it.
3: wouldn't this be is- Top Chef. And I think that that is the, the thing that I think makes us like it more is like it feels like it's – the show's able to give a deeper understanding of a place and food by taking that local approach. And we always want like fun challenges and things that aren't Sarah is so excited for next week's elimination challenge. That seems like I missed the, I, we did not miss Watch the preview this time. So tell what's, what's happening next week. Next week is they're going to be in teams of two. It's going to be a double elimination. And the, Ooh. the goal is for, they have to cook two dishes that look exactly the same, but taste completely <sighs> different.
0: Ooh. whoa oh that sounds super fun
2: and communicate Guess only dying. by trash can <laughs> lid yeah so, but
4: it is it, it's like a wiley Dufresne,
2: you know it, sort yeah. Of judge mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah we just kind of watched this uh slightly in netflix form uh with a show um is it cake um, <laughs> oh yeah the
4: show is called is it cake
2: yeah, it's based yeah. on that
0: thing where the viral videos where it's like it's a teacup and then you cut it and you're like, oh my God, it was a cake. Yep.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's
5: pretty ridiculous.
2: I, I would not. Rec- I, I don't know if I enjoyed those like 30 minutes I had watched of it. <laughs> I know I'm not going to get it back. Yeah. But um,
1: yeah. So I, yes, I don't you really enjoyed it. It was the best <laughs> 30 minutes of your life. <laughs> uh, I, I,
2: yeah, I mean, I, one, well, one I don't want to spoil things for our
0: listeners at home, Ezra, but was it cake? Sometimes crazy wow (laughs) the whole
5: show is just different people you might recognize guessing if something was cake or not
2: (laughs) oh man this is not and Uh, making the cakes also uh, just seeing the short thread uh, of development
4: yeah what chris i was gonna say we're very lucky that we have top chef because there are certain genres of shows that really fall off a cliff
0: we were we did just start watching after so many people recommended to us the tournament of champions um this season which if you guys have not watched, it is an incredible booking. Whoever the booking person on that show is, mm-hmm. is amazing. There are so sure. many unbelievably talented, like Top Chef winners. Uh, both Volts are there. Brooke is there. Um, but also like Top Chef Masters, mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys who won Final Table, I believe. Oh. Um, like it's really, really good chefs. And just the worst host and the worst format of a cooking show I've ever seen. Yeah. Every challenge is just we randomly pick five things and you cook them. Could not care less. And also, just Guy Fieri standing there with his hands in his pockets, not even watching them cook. It's just like, what is <laughs> – why is this happening? Yeah. The best, best chefs cooking on, like, the most boring show. But it makes sense because unlike Top Chef where you have to be on set for, like, six weeks and close your restaurant, this is, like – can you spare three hours in Los Angeles? So of course yeah. they could get really good chefs to do it. Right, right, right. I mean it.
4: Yeah, Top Chef. It, we love it when it does give us that sense of place, and it kind of takes us on a journey. Uh, we haven't seen that yet but also it's still pretty darn early like it's too early to it's one week too early to force rank personalities like we still have a lot of chefs on our tv we're not really exploring some of the culinary stuff yet when i think about like the los angeles season how great that was at exploring los angeles or new orleans or uh even charleston where we got like much more of a sense of place they weren't doing that with 12 chefs on the tv
3: they were doing that with like eight
4: that's very well, fair that's you know, a,
0: well except for new orleans like they opened in a swamp i believe but
3: and also the wow. la i think the, the third challenge was the
0: jonathan gold challenge and that like was mm-hmm. so much oh, yeah. okay. okay. that, that, yeah. that was sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um just to to tap uh on that as well from ren um there's something about the cast this season that feels much like a new school year there's like a yes. nervousness and something that didn't seem as mm-hmm. palpable in the last two seasons because they were all stars, all execs. Um, that feels much more apparent here. Maybe they're all just like maybe there's still just too many chefs on my screen. But does it feel like this is like still is it COVID nerves? Or are we like everyone forget how to forgets how to hang out? Or no. what do you think is going I, on? Did you guys notice that? Do you feel that way?
3: I think it's a good way to put it. And I think the thing thinking back in these episodes that is lacking is there isn't like as much confidence there are, there aren't enough like really confident people and how they've been talking about themselves and their talking heads. There's, there's a little bit of personality. There might be some hesitancy, but I just don't see the like really uh, it's, I don't like, I I, I don't think of the world in like alphas, but like there aren't many like alpha personalities yet. You have people like Lamar and Nick who hmm, are like, what a a relief. Yeah, it, there's that too. But even like with Portland, there was the Portland chef who like no one really oh, loved, yeah. but like I he added a necessary spice uh, to make it feel like you had something to hold on to you. It, there aren't enough people giving you giving me really strong feelings in these first three episodes.
0: Yeah, I think what you said is, I think next week is when it really shakes out, just like when Sarah said she would announce her big prediction to the world that was going to change everybody's opinion of Top Chef. I do think that is next week is the week that'll become apparent. Um, But... That's the wrap of the mailbag. If you guys have any uh, thoughts you want to send in, questions, comments, we'd love to hear all of them. Mailbag at packyourmics.com is the email address. Best way to get in touch with us, um, especially if you're sending a spam. That's where the spam goes. You can send it right in there. If you got any, like, what was it last week? As pumps of some kind. I or think it was a
2: packing or shipping type thing. Oh, shipping
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. All of yeah. that can go uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and we'd love to hear your bold predictions when next week, when it all becomes obvious, who's going to win? Speaking of which, do we have any other bold predictions? We can't pick a winner yet. Does anybody have anything else you're expecting out of uh, out of the show next week or in the whole season?
2: Leah's still going to run the table. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's still, it's <laughs> still happening. I would. I mean, look, if you have a good restaurant, you could just keep serving dishes off that menu until you run out. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah.
2: I'd, I'd eat at Leah's restaurant at this and point. What if, what if back home someone's like a like banging like a like a trash can together to tell her the next dish in new uh, Jersey. Ooh. yeah that they figured this out very large but that's a lot of garbage in new jersey right isn't that uh, yeah it, uh well and all, maybe there's like a pony express of just like you know like different chains of like you know trash cans where it's like you send the message like you know via via trash can along the way and, and then pass it all the way um wow yeah. i mean it's like, not your worst theory isn't it <laughs>
0: But it's definitely not in the top three. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're go- if, if we see anybody banging trash cans all the way across the world, we will talk about that on next week's episode of Pack Your Mics. Thank you so much for everybody for joining us. We'll be back in with all of that next week. Um, Megan, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Let's go see if we can see some more burros. Yeah, I hope so. Um, someday. Uh, Kyle, um, thanks for being here and say hi to Sarah. And yes, the baby Sarah friends.
3: sends her farewell. She's helping young Grace. Uh, find joy.
0: Um, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, I hope it's queso.
2: Um,
0: and Sarah and Ez, great chatting with you guys. Thank
3: you.
2: I'm. I'm gonna go eat at Exile Burrito in Berlin, New Hampshire. <laughs> Four and a half stars. Hey, it's not bad. Uh, no. Out of ten. Um, and, <laughs> and Chris,
0: um, well, I was gonna. It was gonna be you, but because uh, I was, you were on the edge, but you actually, you get a pass this week because New Sarah oh. um, left. So, she right. took yourself out. So, it's, it, you get to stick around for one more week. But don't uh, let this be a lesson, Chris. Use this opportunity to really find your voice. And, and there's a kid being silly on one of the videos. Anyway, Chris, you can I stay. Know.
4: Oh, great. I'm going to take this to learn all the wrong lessons for next week. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Sounds perfect. All right. Yeah. We'll,
0: we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Uh, bye. 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 bye.